Members, I've been informed by Senator Birdwell, the chairman of the Rules Committee, that you are now prepared to vote on 16 articles of impeachment. That's Texas Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick addressing the state Senate on Saturday, the 10th day of the impeachment trial of Attorney General Ken Paxton. I'm Chris Blake, and on this emergency episode of Texas Wants to Know, we'll recap the Senate vote and ask what's next for Paxton. While holding office as Attorney General, Warren Kenneth Paxton violated the duties of his office by failing to act as public protector, thereby bringing the office of Attorney General into scandal. Warren and Kenneth Paxton misused his official power to issue written legal opinions under subchapter C. Chapter Senators four. voted on 16 articles of impeachment and dismissed four, ultimately acquitting Paxton. That means he will return to office. For the Attorney General to be impeached, two-thirds of the 21-member Senate would have needed to vote to convict. The vote on 12 of the 16 articles of impeachment broke along party lines, with two Republicans, Senator Kelly Hancock of North Richland Hills and Senator Robert Nichols of Jacksonville, joining the chamber's 12 Democrats. Paxton's wife, State Senator Angela Paxton, was not eligible to vote but was present, assuring the threshold to convict stayed at 14. Senator Birdwell, nay. Senator Hall, nay. Senator Perry, nay. Representative Ann Johnson, a Democrat from Houston and one of the House impeachment managers, had a message for the senators following the vote. The Board of Managers presented overwhelming evidence that Ken Paxton is the most corrupt politician in the state of Texas at this time. And the Republicans in the Texas Senate just returned him to the office of top cop. While one of Paxton's attorneys, Tony Busby, celebrated the verdict. This should have never happened, and, and I, I want to thank the court for giving us a just trial on behalf of Attorney General Ken Paxton. We are proud of the case we put on. We should not have had to prove our innocence, but that's what we did. Addressing the Texas Senate following the vote to acquit Paxton, Dan Patrick had harsh words for the Texas House. I have had a total view of this process from the very first day the House sent over the articles of impeachment to us in May. With all due respect to the House, we didn't need to be told in the final arguments how important this vote was. I believe the quote was, this will, if you are like me, be the hardest and most difficult and the heaviest vote that you will ever cast in your time in the legislature. This vote will be the vote you're remembered for most. Our members already knew that and have known that for the last three months. If only the House members who voted for impeachment would have followed that instruction in the House, we may not have been here. In the House, the vote to send the articles of impeachment against the Attorney General to the Senate happened in only a few days, with virtually no time for 150 members to even study the articles. The Speaker and his team rammed through the first impeachment of a statewide official in Texas in over 100 years, while paying no attention to the precedent that the House set in every other impeachment before. In the past, the House had transparent and open investigations for all to see, including other House members. The target of the investigation was notified and invited to attend with counsel and given an opportunity to cross-examine witnesses that were placed under oath before testimony was taken. At the conclusion of past House investigations, the evidence was laid out for weeks for House members to evaluate, not hours. 
before they took their vote on articles of impeachment. House Speaker Dade Phelan responded in a written statement, which said in part, quote, I find it deeply concerning that after weeks of claiming he would preside over this trial in an impartial and honest manner, Lieutenant Governor Patrick would conclude by confessing his bias and placing his contempt for the People's House on full display. His tirade disrespects the constitutional impeachment process afforded to us by the founders of this great state. The inescapable conclusion is that today's outcome appears to have been orchestrated from the start, cheating the people of Texas of justice, end quote. You can read Phelan's full statement on his social media accounts. To recap the two-week process, which concluded on Saturday, Chris Fox joined Mike Rogers and Heather Behrens on the KRLD Morning News Monday. Joining us live right now from Austin with uh, more on the story, KRLD's Chris Fox. Chris, good morning. Good morning. So, it was a big win for the Texas Longhorns, the Dallas Cowboys, and Attorney General Ken and Paxton Ken this Paxton, weekend. Yep. Uh, was that a surprise to you? Yeah, I, I, anything was going to be a surprise, to be completely honest, because I've heard theories from all sides, uh, including those uh, talking to a senator briefly about it, even though they had a gag order, uh, who thought that, uh, that the impeachment would go through. It's been interesting seeing. So basically the impeachment was, was argued in the Texas House. Then it was tried in the Texas Senate, and now it's playing out over social media. Ken Paxton taking to social media saying the truth prevailed, the truth could not be buried by mudslinging politicians. Governor Abbott saying the jury has spoken. Attorney General Paxton received a fair trial. Dan Patrick, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, referred to the impeachment uh, as a flawed process that should have never happened. Then he took aim on this, uh, the Texas House, specifically House Speaker Dade Feeling, saying he and his team rammed through the impeachment of a statewide official in Texas over in over 100 years while paying no attention to the precedent that the House had set forth in every previous impeachment, which is interesting. Here's where the whole battle falls now. Between the House and Senate, between House Republicans and Senate Republicans, House Speaker Dade Phelan saying Patrick ended the trial by, quote, confessing his bias and placing his contempt for the people's House on full display. Patrick attacked the House for standing up against corruption. Uh, Dade Phelan adding that his tirade disrespects the constitutional impeachment process afforded to us by the founders of this great state and the inescapable conclusion that the outcome appears to have been orchestrated from the start, cheating the people of Texas of justice. So there's a, a, there never was love lost between the attorney general and the House Speaker. And it'll be interesting to see how that relationship goes forward as we head into what is expected to be another special session called very soon in the next few weeks by Governor Abbott to deal with uh, 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 education, funding, and vouchers. So we keep saying that Paxton is getting back to work for the state of Texas, but he's still facing some fraud charges. What, where does that stand right now? Yeah, he's got securities fraud charges dating back to 2015. Uh, we, that's uh, basically been on hold due to uh, um, the motions filed uh, to move the, uh, the, the case uh, since, you know, for the last eight years. And so uh, October 6th, I believe, is the date we're going to find out when a court date will be set on, on the securities fraud. He's also facing an FBI investigation regarding a lot of the charges that were dealt with in this impeachment regarding his relationship with Nate Paul. You do remember that the FBI uh, had in, has indicted uh, Nate Paul on, uh, I believe, eight felony charges regarding uh, to uh, fraud uh, lying to the bank that he loaned uh, was loaned over $170 million dollars. So uh, he's not out of the woods yet, but uh, politically, you know, it it appears that uh, that uh, um, although this impeachment should have no impact on those uh, uh, issues going forward, 
uh, in the court of public opinion, it very much will. Does he still have his law license? Yes, he does. And that kind of came out in the in the trial. Remember, because he was uh, at one point going to argue in court in, in Travis County and was told by his people that you haven't been a trial attorney in years. Uh, and so, yeah, I believe he still does. All right, Chris, thank you very much. Listen, we appreciate it. I'm Chris Blake at News Radio 1080 KRLD in Dallas, Fort Worth. Thanks for joining me for Texas Wants to Know. If you like the show, please give us a rating and a review wherever you listen to podcasts. I wrote and produced this episode with editorial support from Cooper Mall and original music by Michael Eisenstein. Odyssey's managing producer for National News Podcasts is Myron Kaplan.